Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and this podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wealth, quantum physics, and spirituality. I help bring you practical tools to be able to understand and utilize the subtle energy realms to work for you to create the most abundant life. I have been everything from a single mom living off food stamps, being a makeup artist and feeling so lost, to building a six-figure business, attracting the love of my life, traveling the world and feeling incredibly aligned with my purpose here on earth. With my background in healing and being on the road to getting my PhD in integrative medicine myself, along with many other incredible guests are going to share with you how to actually change your habits and shift your frequency so you can begin to live the life that you know you were meant to. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be The Frequency podcast. I have, I'm just coming off a few calls with some of my clients. Um, my one-on-one clients, it's interesting. I, between healing sessions and one-on-one sessions, a lot of times what's happening with the collective energy very much shows up. Um, everybody's having similar issues or similar blocks, similar things coming up. And when that is happening, it means that not just my clients, but other people in the world are experiencing different variations of this because we're, we're working through this. And I wanted to, to kind of speak to this a little bit. I, and I want to preface that this is not financial advice. This is, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That is not my profession or my specialty. However, being that I do have the awareness and um, intuitive ability to tap into universal consciousness and consciousness and more subtle energies, and that's something that is my specialty, um, I do want to speak on this a little bit. Um, and and that subject being the, you kind of hear it being um, thrown around of Web three. So if you are not familiar with what Web three is, um, I'm going to try and break it down in the most like layman's terms, um, simplified version. Um, and again, there are lots of like caveats to this. So this is not financial advice. This is not, you know, really a, a deep education, but more of a graze over. So web one would be when the internet was first introduced is really just for hosting information, uh, so to speak. Honestly, I always think of it like it's taking the, um, the world of selling encyclopedias and basically put it, putting it online, right, for everybody to access. So not that there wasn't more aspects to that, but really, you know, even on people's like web pages, when you think about how simple it was, it was literally like one page that took forever to load and it was just kind of a, an overview of their business, maybe the services that they offer and the phone number that you would call. You wouldn't really book services through the internet um, and things like that, especially in web one. So that really is kind of that development. Now, as that grew, Right, you did begin to, to book services and, and different things like that, but it was really meant for having um, wider access to information. Right, this is often why it's called the information age. Now, that being said, as we transition into a web two, so this is right around 2000. Um, let's see when there's a shift happening. Um, it's happening earlier than that. So, this is right when social media happens. 
um, and really starts to take off. I'm trying to think of year wise, like, cause I was around for all of that. And that was, um, I was in high school. Um, and so I'm trying to think of like age wise, how old, how old I would be right. Early two thousands. Um, you really see this web two emerging. And this is really when the internet becomes something for social aspects of com communication or, or social aspects of interacting on the interwebs. Um, so this is things obviously like Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that start to pop up. But even the ways in which we navigate websites is now that's what happens when you accept cookies. You're accepting that they are monitoring what you click so that they can show you familiar things. And they're really trying to um, uh, tap into kind of your anticipated needs. And this would be, again, things that you like, things that you dislike, like that's why Instagram and, and uh, just your phone in general is always um, kind of running in the background of what do you like, what do you not like, and it's all controlled by a third party, right? In order to connect to people, in order to um, purchase things, right, there's always this third party involved. So whether that be the Instagram platform, you know, um, whatever it is, there's always some type of middleman. And now we're moving into Web3 where we are eliminating a lot of the middleman. And that be that is because of what's called the blockchain. The blockchain is something where it's a log that is kept of purchases. So it's not that you can buy something and say, well, now it, no, it's valued at this. No, you bought it for that. That's the value. Um, and it really can't be erased because of the uh, how the technology is encrypted. It's basically like a receipt. It's like this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And that's just the chronological order of how things transpired. Um, and you're seeing not only cryptocurrency starting to work that way, so things are being traded without the middleman. So this is where it's um, eliminating banks um, and different middleman like go-betweens, um, which is obviously very... Our government's like, Wah, what's going on? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> because we have not been a society that has been on the gold standard for quite some time. Um, I can't remember the exact year. It's right around the seventies. Um, and now you're also seeing NFTs. NFTs are digital art or a digital product, a digital something that nothing tangible, right? There's not necessarily anything tangible, but this could be music, right? You don't have to have a CD to have the value. Um, this, so this is really, really great for creators and we are all creators. And this is kind of why I bring this up. We are all creative beings in some re respect, whether um, I love one of the, there's a, a study that um, I want to say it was out of Stanford. I can't remember. Guys, all the, I've got so much going on right now. Like all of the, um, like normally where I'm really good at like recalling like dates and numbers and things like that. We're, we're currently in the process of buying a house, renovating a house, doing all of those things. And um, so all of like detail stuff seems to be like gone. If it's not on my calendar, it's not there. So um, apologies for, for not having some of the specifics right in front of me. But anyways, it was the study. And if you ask kindergartners, kindergartners who, how many people feel like they're an artist, um, about 95% raised their hand. They all feel like they're artists. And they took that same poll um, when they were, I believe, seniors in high school, and it was only about 8%, 5%, 8% of, 
um, very, very small that raised their hand thinking they were an artist. And really what happens is naturally we create, but what we're taught is that creativity only is in the form of painting or drawing or, you know, the, um, um, like dancing or things like that, not necessarily in numbers, right? That's more of they think like, or science or stuff like that. Like that's not creative. And all of those things are creative. And, and why I bring this up is because as we're moving into web three, which will not go away, you guys, cryptocurrency, NFTs, things like that, moving towards technology, it's not going away. So you can hide from it, from what you want. They thought social, the, you know, social media and stuff like that would fall flat, that it wouldn't keep going in here. Here we are a decade plus later and still here to stay and continuing to evolve. So pretending to be in the spiritual community that's like, I'm signing off of technology. You're really, I, I could do a whole nother episode on this, like thinking that you need to disconnect from social media because it's draining you. It's really that you don't have either boundaries around it. You have insecurities that are being triggered. You're consuming more information than you really should be during a day. Um, it's just bringing up a, a lot of awareness around your triggers, which is fine. There's, that is just literally what it's meant to do. You're, we're not meant to see all of these, these images on our everyday life. Um, so we get triggered more often because we see more of it. That's just kind of a byproduct, which just means you set, need to set more regulations around it for yourself and how you interact with it. Like anything else, right? Moderation, stuff like that. It's like alcohol, anything that you partake in. Um, not all the time, right? Because you recognize it doesn't have a good effect on you. The problem is it is very convenient. So, but here's the deal, like that type of stuff is not going away. So we need to have a better understanding of how to utilize, utilize it for our benefit. So as we're moving into Web3, Web3 is really, especially like NFT stuff like that, these creators, I could create, let's say a course and sell it as an NFT. And what would happen over time? Again, it's nothing tangible, but it can appreciate and value the same way a collectible um, of like a Babe Ruth um, baseball card would collect value. So, because the more people that are like, ooh, I want that, ooh, I want that, the higher that it goes up in value, the higher that you can sell like parts of it for, things like that, or sell the whole thing. And so this is really monumental for people who are creators, which is you, you are a creator, you create in all sorts of different ways, you are a creative person, you're an artist, you are an artiste of your life. So this Web3 is really moving us into this digital creative um, era where it's no longer anything tangible. I, I kind of, I equated it to my client earlier today that it's like back when you would trade goods for goods, right? I give you this much flour or corn and you give me this many um, like beads or whatever it is that I need. And to me, that's of equal value, right? This is kind of what's happening, but in a digital way, in a digital way. Whereas we went from goods, right? To now we equate everything as value to gold. Now we are allowing things to really blossom in such a way that they kind of create their own value and how we interact with them creates value, which is so fucking great for your sacral chakra, you guys, especially as you create and things like that, you can create and it's no longer this, um, a lot of the, the ways in which we do business are going to start to fall away because the, the shift into web three is actually a shift into community. It is a shift into collaboration. It is a shift into, I mean, it'll be things like you can, I can do a, a like, let's say a, a Instagram live, Facebook live, something like that. And people who just enjoyed 
enjoyed me speaking can and can uh, patronize me, right? They can give me $5, they can give me $10. Everything that I can create, I can get paid for. And these things are gonna become more and more common where they are valued and it's not just you know, sir, purchase for service, purchase for this. They're really purchasing for your creativity and, and different things like that. And um, the, again, this is some of my view of what, if you're wanting a little bit deeper, the breakdown of what a lot of this looks like, um, I'm, I'm not that person for that. Um, there are lots of people out there that you can reference. Um, I learned a lot from Hillary Lee. Um, she I found her on a, a podcast and she had so much information and I uh, purchased one of her courses that taught all about cryptocurrency and, and things like that. And, and um, learning all about how uh, web three is, is really going to revolutionize the way that we do business. So to think that it's going somewhere, it's not. And I want to tell you this because and I bring this up because a lot of my clients are finding what used to work in business, right? Like, um, was a, a very masculine way of selling. It was a very masculine structure in business. It was a lot of numbers game as we transition into web three, which I think is so poignant because it happened right on this cusp, this age of Aquarius, right? We've been shifting into this for a while. It's not something that just came about this year. This has been happening for a while and it's like anything else when it's a new idea, when it's innovative, stuff like that. People are like, there's always the naysayers. There's always, you know, people that are like, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to hold blah, 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 blah. And then what happens is people are like, oh, oh, and it starts to gain momentum, momentum, momentum. And it's not till it's been in the works for several years, a lot of times before it really becomes more of this mainstream awareness, which is kind of what's been happening for the past year, right? Lots of people investing in crypto, Bitcoin, things like that. Lots of people becoming aware of what NFTs are and different um, artists selling their whole albums as an NFT. Um, you know, all these bored ape ones, <laughs> if you're familiar with NFTs at all, you'll know what the bored ape, like ones that go for like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is crazy for this digital art. Again, it's nothing tangible. So you guys, it is here to stay, here to stay, and it's all really based on community. This Web3 transition is based on collaborations because several people can basically buy like your, your oh, it's really hard to simplify this to explain. Um, can basically buy your, your community buys your NFT. They really, it's like, um, almost like buying stock in something, but it's something that they believe in. So I've always taught my clients, people buy from people. And up until now, up until recently, it's always been kind of a numbers game. And it is in a sense, like the, the, the numbers of, if I, if I do 10 sales calls, like the percentage of close, like roughly you'll close about three of those, uh, three out of 10, right? So some of that is a numbers game in a sense, but when it's always been taught that way, then all that matters is fucking volume. Quality, connection, community, and relationships do not matter. And that is changing now. So you need to get ahead of it. So if you are a business owner, I'm really glad that you're here. I'm really glad that you're listening. I'm really hoping you're still like paying attention because this will revolutionize your business. And I know that, that, you know, community has kind of been this fluffy thing for a lot of people in their business, but it will change the trajectory of your business because once you are out of warm leads, people that are interested, people in your friend's family circle, people that follow you on Instagram, you're going to run out of people to sell to. The, 
the thing is, and it's like, you don't always want to be hustling and out there trying to find somebody else to sell to. What if instead you were building community who were always invested in your growth because they loved what you create? They really got value from everything that you said. What if listening to this podcast, you listening, you could just pay me. You're like, oh my God, I love that. Thank you so much. Even if it was a couple of dollars, everything you could patronize for, everything. You could pay somebody a little bit. And it, that became the norm. Instead of consuming all of this free content, right? Everything was something that could be paid you could be paid for because you're really starting to see the value in people, in people, in how they show up in the world, in how they create in the world. And that is what we're seeing and went through this huge transition from getting rid of the middlemen that say that you have value and that have entrained you into thinking you only have value because I say you have value or you have the value that I say you can have to creating your own value. Whew, I am... I was on, I was like this on my calls today, like fired up. And this is how I knew that I needed to record this right now, right now, because if you do not understand the importance of relationships, you are going to struggle into this transition of how we show up in the world as a whole society, as a whole society. So what are, what are you going to do about it? How do you create these relationships? It's not about just giving away free things. It's about actually caring about people. It's about talking about more than your product. It's about talking about and inviting people into your life. Like you would a friend, like inviting them over for a pool party or whatever. You know, it's about connecting other people. I love to do this. One of my favorite things, and, and this is not something I come by naturally. It's something that I've really had to work hard towards because it was a skill one and a personality kind of trait that I saw. I was attracting a lot of people into my life of people who had references for everything. Oh, I have somebody great. I have somebody great for that. Oh my God. And they had, they would only send me people who had, they were like raving reviews about them. Now, it was people that they know, which I love that they loved the people they surrounded themselves with enough to recommend them. <clears throat> so shame on you. If you have a friend who is doing something and you go to somebody else because they're a bigger business or something like that, if you like somebody's product, I shouldn't say shame on you. I never want guys. Shame is terrible. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. I was using it as like a, a phrase. Okay. So don't take it literally no shame for you, but become more aware that if you have somebody, for instance, that you love your friend and they start whatever business, support them, support them. They're in your community and you want them to do that for them. And how do you get better by encouraging one another and supporting one another? So build community. I love today on one of my calls, I was like, oh my gosh, I have actually somebody that I could connect you with. That's kind of not doing, they're not doing anything similar and they're not necessarily an ideal client, but I think that they would be great to kind of check out your product, maybe test your product for you so that you have a better awareness of who you're marketing this product to. Because these people could be your ideal client. They could also bring you deeper awareness and they're doing a lot of things that could benefit you and maybe you could work out something where they try it kind of like, um, um, if you're not familiar with user generated content, it's basically where you can get paid to record videos of you using companies products and not like an influencer, not like an influencer, 
Okay. But they use your videos. So you don't necessarily need to put them on your stuff. They, on your like social media or anything like that, they, you send them over the video. They have the rights to use it for any promotional, um, promotional ads, um, marketing, things like that. Because what you're also seeing, and TikTok has made this really, really apparent, is that we are tired of curated feeds. We are tired of comparisonitis. We are tired of imposter syndrome because we recognize how fucking fake social media could be. And we're tired of it. We're tired and we're not playing into it anymore. You know what we like? We like the mom who, uh, honestly, I'm recording this right now um, on video as well. And I'm sitting in my living room, or my living room, in my bedroom. Um, you can see my fan. You can see my, that I've got nothing on my walls right now because we're, again, moving and stuff like that. You can see you can see things. You can see where I live. And you can see how messy my house is right now. I should really, I should really turn this around so you can see like my desk and the basket of laundry behind me. But that is relatable. And we're over aesthetics. We do, of course, like things to be aesthetically pleasing. We also like to see real life. We're also seeing and really connecting with the realness of just being human. And that's also something that you're seeing in, in this push of Web3 and is how accessible it is to everyone. No longer to get in the quote unquote, the, to, to play with the you know, stock market or anything like that. You don't have to have this giant portfolio or several grand to put in. You can start with $20. You can start with what you have. Nobody's really left out of this game anymore. And that's why I'm like, fuck, if we do not get on this train and have the awareness around how important community is, you're going to miss out and you're going to be behind. So I'm really trying to give you a leg up here. Really trying to give you a leg up. That means spending time, if you use social media as your, your marketing or anything like that, spend more time in your DMs than on creating content. Spend more time making TikToks that really, you know, educate people. But also recognize how do you relate to people? Make those ones, the funny voiceover ones, the, the ones where you talk about motherhood and how it's, you know, the kids are really trying your patience and you're like, what, you know, here you are, this, this is one I recorded yesterday. There was like this audio about, um, um, it was from, oh shoot, what's the movie? Encanto that has that song. We don't talk about Bruno that's been on the charts and everything like that. And it's like, there's a, a part where they talk about like, she's like, sis, be quiet, some type of something, or I, I don't want to hear another thing from your mouth. Or she said something to that effect or seeing something to that effect. And I kind of did the funny voiceover of like, when I'm literally in a healing session and like channeling and I can feel like I'm just in this like flow of thought. And that's, it often feels like it's not me and I cannot remember what I said afterwards. That's how I always know it, it's channeled. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I said. And sometimes I'll even say that to my clients, like, I'm not typing, but I'm just kind of channeling. And then I'm like, what did I just say? And I'm like, I honestly have no, like, conscious clue. Um, and then the kids, like, knock on my door or something like that and, like, interrupt it. And, like, is kind of what it feels like. And so I did, like, a funny TikTok like that. And, like, how many moms relate to that? That they're, you're in the middle of doing something and you're always being interrupted by kids. You can't even go to the bathroom without little fingers underneath the, the, the door. Like, hello, what are you doing in here? Peeing. And I want a moment of peace. What else do you think I'd be doing in here? You know, so this, this shift and this new wave, so to speak, of, of living is, is really about community. It's about connection. It's about 
seeing the value in every single person. So I'm really encouraging you right now, instead of a, a lot of um, businesses will teach like value, 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 sell. How about value, 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 value? Maybe say a little something about something you have. Say how it's helped you. Say it's how it's helped other people. Hey, let me know if you're interested in this. You may find that we are really transitioning out of like hard pitches, hard launches, hard, all these things that there's all these dates to things that are more evergreen, I think will be a thing um, where you can kind of purchase them whenever. It'll be um, very, very high ticket for one-on-one because our, we'll really be valuing our energy, right? One-on-one services and stuff like that, in-person things will be so much more valued because we recognize the potency of in-person energy. And we're going to see, I think also that the, the, um, the way of, in which we market and things like that is going to change. It is upon building relationships. It is upon building communities, um, and interconnecting people with one another and kind of being this glue for other people and collaborating with people and rather than doing it all on your own. Um, so really start to get your wheels turning on ways that you can start implementing these things, looking into, you know, ways to create NFTs for your business, get ahead of these things, take part in Google university guys. That's how you, that's how I learned I'm a graduate of Google university, YouTube university, all the universities that are fucking DIY for everything. Because the more information you have, that's something that can never be taken from you is your awareness, your knowledge. So learn it for yourself, learn it for yourself, learn it and then implement, learn, implement, learn, implement, and give yourself some grace during this time that it's okay to feel like you're fumbling because we're all figuring it out. And really, if you're wanting to be an innovator, a pioneer in this transition, whether whatever you're trying to do to create that may create huge changes and ripples in your industry, it's okay. First, they'll doubt you, right? Uh, first, they'll doubt you and then they'll ask you how you did it. Right? That's a really famous quote. First, they'll doubt you. They'll be the naysayers. They'll people that'll be like, you can never make money doing this, blah, blah, blah. This is really, I don't know. I'm, this is confusing. It seems a little ahead of its time. Let that be okay. Because it means you're an innovator. People that have ideas that are outside of the box are often ostracized. They're told that they can't. That doesn't mean that it won't work. Everybody said fucking Facebook wouldn't work. Instagram wouldn't work. You guys. And it's here, it's here to stay, it's not going anywhere. It's morphing, it's changing, it's hopefully evolving and keeping up because if not, they recognize they'll be lost. So they are keeping up too. They're getting ahead of the game. So guys, don't be left behind on this. Start to look at how you can do things differently within your marketing, within your sales process to really create a deeper sense of community, to really increase where you feel value energetically and feel okay with holding that frequency of being the innovator. That frequency does feel different. It does feel different than being a cog in a wheel. I feel like I've said that a lot lately. It seems to keep coming up of, do you really just want to be a plug and play for somebody or a plug and play for yourself? Did you leave your business to create another business where you work the exact same way? No, you have to stay true to this innovation and this creative nature that is in all of us in order to make the change. It only, it only takes one person to be that difference. But when you are that difference, again, your frequency is looking for other similar frequencies. 
So if you can hold that frequency, you start to attract opportunities, people, experiences that are that same frequency, and that's the community that you want to build. It may not be what you got right now. It may morph, evolve, change. And let that be okay. If you have any more questions, again, the Web3 crypto NFTs, not financial advisor, just letting you know my, my awareness around energetics of what's happening with that. I wanted to give you guys that information because I, it, it's going to, honestly, the world, the world is changing. So, and you're going to be right there with it. I love you guys. Be the, be the frequency that you want to feel. Be the frequency that you want to be before you're ready. Start to implement the things now. Cheers.